Are you here? Those three simple words that begin every episode of The Paul Leslie Hour. Hey, 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 glad you're here. We got an interview from our archives with Bernie Worrell, a great guy, a terrific musician, and a person who lived from 1944 to 2016. Back when this interview went down, your host, Paul Edward Leslie, went backstage to talk with Bernie Worrell, who was a legendary founder Parliament Funkadelic, get down. Bernie Worrell was a composer and a keyboardist who was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997. Bernie worked with the Talking Heads, Steve Kimmock, Pharaoh Sanders, Jack Bruce, Robin Ford, and so many other great acts. Worrell was also a member of Paul Schaefer's CBS Orchestra. Uh-huh. Hey, if you get a minute, how about subscribe? Magic word. Subscribe to the Paul Leslie YouTube channel. We'd like to make these interviews with great artists like this available to the masses, to the everybody. It's free, and you're invited. And we thank you. Hey, I think it's time we hear the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to welcome this man, the one and only Bernie Worrell. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. My first question, who is Bernie Worrell? How do you define yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm basketball type, whether you believe that or not. But I don't talk about myself a lot, hardly at all. Everybody else talks. I'm, I choose to be, to be humble, and my talent and gifts come from God, our channel. And we're sent to make people happy and heal and uh, teach by playing. <laughs> you, I'm not much of a <clears throat> spokesman when it comes to I, I teach by <clears throat> example, you know. <laughs> but you learned to play music at a young age. Can you remember the first time you started playing? I don't remember the very first time, but I can remember after my uh, can remember my mother teaching me a scale. Uh, which I used to go to the piano every day at three and a half years old and play perfectly. That's how she thought something was there. And by the time I was four, uh, I had she had found a teacher, and I had my first concert at four years old. Uh, I remember rehearsing or playing that scale a couple of times, but. The most I remember is uh, taking lessons with my new teacher, who became my godmother also. So I guess I remember mostly from four years old. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting to hear about you performing with the Washington Symphony Orchestra <laughs> at 10. Yes. Were you scared? Well, it was, it was part of a Plainfield Symphony, uh -huh. which is uh, re 
where my new teacher <clears throat> had a, a music school, an academy, and part of the Washington Symphony. So it was like half and half. Uh, she had contacts through her uh, conductor professor that taught at her school. They had contacts with Washington, and he conducted. I wanted to ask you about meeting George Clinton. What was your first impression of him when you met him? Well, when I met him, he's a, a street person. He was a barber. You know, the reason parliaments were all barbers. And um, he's just easygoing, um, singing doo-wop. And I used to sneak out my mother's house to go get my hair processed because I was brought up kind of strict, you know. I could, couldn't hang with those hoodlums, as my mother called them. <laughs> and uh, so I used to go down to the barbershop and just get out to be able to hang with, you know, meet some friends. Um, and it was amiable. They, they had heard that this guy moved to town like was some kind of genius or something. And that's how we met. And he, at that time, he said one day when he could afford me, he uh, get in touch, which he did. Years later, I was on the road with Maxine Brownman, famous R&B vocalist. Uh, I was in Bermuda, and uh, George Clinton contacted management. My wife, who's my manager now, um, and asked to have a meeting. She met with him and called me in Bermuda and said, George Clinton says he's ready and he wants to know if you, you moved to Detroit. Because he hadn't moved everybody to Jersey to Detroit at that time. I thought about it and uh, we made the move. And the rest is history. He wrote a lot of songs with Bootsy Collins and George Clinton. What are your memories of writing with them? What was it like? It was fun all the time and challenging to come up with the changes and put the pieces together. And, uh, George did the melody and lyrics, and I, and I would do the arrangement. Bootsy would arrange also. George and I were the main writers at first until Bootsy joined us and the three of us. Hmm. Um, it was great to... I really loved it when Bootsy came into the poem because his rhythms and his personality and he helped take the load of off of the craziness over there. Mm -hmm. Bootsy came from the camp of no-nonsense business, you know, with Mr. Brown. And the discipline uh, made my job easier as being band leader and Disciplinarian and yeah, hmm. <laughs> well, on the whole, it's, it's great combination. The chemistry, chemistry was natural. It was just stuff just flowed out of us. Yeah, <laughs> you also played with Paul Schaefer on the yeah. CBS Orchestra. Yeah, when they went from NBC to CBS, how did you meet Paul Schaefer? I met Paul in. Uh, Paul's also from Canada. George Clinton and myself and uh, maybe one other person uh, had moved to Toronto. And uh, 
we met Paul there, and he was always a P-Funk fan from way back in the day. And uh, every time P-Funk would come to uh, New York, Paul would be there on stage, and we'd always invite him up on stage to play and sit in. And so one day he called after I'd left P-Funk for a minute and said, would I be interested in playing in the orchestra? At the same at the same time, I was doing uh, weekend tours with Bootsy, so I, I thought about it. I did it, and that was very interesting. And the precision that you you have to be on point at all times because there might be a cue that comes in where you play a piece of music all of a sudden and it made me really appreciate Paul and uh, the job he has to do cue the band cue off of uh, David and anyway it got to be kind of hectic because I would take the show during the week and then fly out Friday after taking the show to meet Gucci wherever somewhere in the states yeah. fly back sit, red eyes Sunday nights and but I uh, appreciate the experience and uh, great to have on your resume. <laughs> yeah. The one thing about the CBS Orchestra is there's all kinds of musical guests. Mm -hmm. Can you remember a, a certain guest that you uh, thought? Oh, man. Jerry Garcia, man. Oh, wow. And we met uh, on the steps. I was coming from the dressing room and... Um, and do a sound check and rehearsal. Uh, he hugged me, kissed me on the cheek, and we hugged each other. And I didn't know that he would know who I was, so he, he knew and personally who, who he was. And then he signed one of my melodica uh, cases. Wow. <laughs> so, and uh, who else? Um, Rod Stewart. Um, What's his name? In the country vocalist, dressed in black all the time. Um, uh, John Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, man, he was. It's great to meet him. A lot of people have sampled music that you wrote. Can you think of a favorite time that someone sampled something that you wrote that you thought, "Wow, that was well, especially well done." Um. Can't think of the name of it, but one of the things that Dr. Jerry and Snoop, Snoop, Snoop oh, yeah. um, the one with the One Nation sample. And of course, people that sample that's like a uh, lot, don't remember who, who did. But that was a. Uh, Compliment. Only thing about that, uh, monetary payment. I'm owed a lot of money. Uh, but uh, putting that aside is a compliment. Yeah. Uh, keeps the music going, too. You played a lot of music with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You played in your own, the, the Bernie Worrell Orchestra. You played with... So funkadelic now with Steve Kimock. When someone hears your music, whether they're listening to a record 
or they're at a concert. What do you want the listener to get out of the experience of listening? Whatever he can, whatever he hears that will make him happy, make him feel satisfied and happy. People need need to, uh, you know, all the trials and stuff going on in the world. People need to relax, be be happy at least for a couple of hours, you know. Yeah. Forget their cares. Well, the guy you're playing with tonight, I got to interview for the radio a couple nights ago, Steve Kamak. Mm-hmm. What do you think about playing with him? Playing with Steve, I've said a lot of times, very inspiring. I get inspired when I play with Steve Kimmock. Uh There's complete freedom there to improvise and stretch out this form with his all the beautiful songs he's written and his playing is just phenomenal and the other thing that attracts me to him attracted me and still does and one of the main uh points is that he plays everything all types of music which is kind of like what i do yeah so it's a great marriage what are you most proud of Well, uh, I'm proud to be a part of different groups uh, where I could have helped somebody, where I, where I, I helped a person's attitude. Or a lot of people come up to me and say, "You saved my life from when I was uh, when they were younger and age," and uh, then I helped. That's that's what I'm proud of. What is the best thing about being Bernie Worrell? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, to be able to use the gift God gave him again to help people, and it's like that commercial. And I helped. <laughs> <laughs> My last question. We have listeners all over the place. It's open-ended. What do you want to say to all the folks listening in? What do you want to say? What do you want to say to all the folks listening in? Anything. Uh, Try to make the world a better place for everyone, all nations, all genres. Uh, Try to bring peace to the world and... Do do unto others as you would have them do to you. Did I say that right? Yeah, the golden rule. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, probably the best rule. Think about the children. That the chill the children, the kids. Yeah. Well, it's been a great pleasure to do this interview. I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Just my right hand is. Uh, hey, it's a pleasure, actually. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. 
performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.